Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. And it's so lovely to see you all this morning in church. And uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Vivian. And um, I come to Jewel Baptist for two years. Uh, before that, I was in uh, Thorny Baptist for 12 years. So, um, yeah, it's really, I really thankful to have such opportunity to be here to share my testimony and how God has uh, transformed me in my life. And um, Murray asked me a few times to share my testimony, and I did that in my old church for so many times, but I feel really hard to speak English in front of everyone, so please be with me if I say something wrong. And um, I was grew up in China, and I was came to Sydney when I was 13. And my parents were divorced since I was really young, and I didn't hear anything about my stepmom and my stepbrothers um, at all before I came to Sydney. So my dad, I don't know, it's a cultural thing. He hide everything from me. So I only knew that I got a stepmom and younger brothers only one day before I came to Sydney. Before I got on the plane, I had no idea what I'm going to, what the life is going to look like in Sydney for me. And um, my mom and my stepmom and my dad's relationship is very complicated and I think their relationship is really um, messy and I don't want to go into details but I think there's a lot of lies and hurt and I think the marriage between my mom, my dad, my stepmom is yeah, just really complicated and um, I think one of the reasons is that my stepmom is not really um, accepting me and my dad is always get cranky at me. So I was grew up in a family that my dad always think that I am useless, I am dumb, and uh, there's always full of criticism and rejections in my family. So um, I think some people knew that um, my stepmom, when uh, my dad always go back to Hong Kong to work, by the way, during uh, the time that we were in Sydney. So um, I always live with my stepmom and my younger brother. And my stepmom, she, I think she have a lot of issue inside her that she need to deal with at the time because you know my dad is not here with her, and then she had to look after my younger brother and myself. So she's always um, cranky at me, and I never felt that I was accepted in the family. And I has been constantly tell, I has been constantly told by my stepmom and my dad that I was useless. And my dad will swearing at me in Chinese all the time. And I, I used, my dad used to call me rubbish. So um, constantly, I kind of accept that, oh, maybe it's my fault that I did something wrong. That's why I was a rubbish. And um, after years that I have been constantly um, telling me the negative word about myself, that I'm dumb, I'm inadequate, I'm useless, and I kind of try to believe that, yeah, maybe I'm a failure. Maybe I'm hopeless. I Maybe, yeah, my dad was right. I'm dumb and I'm inadequate. No one will ever accept me as who I am. So I think it's part of that reason 
I always like to do things really. Uh, I am a hard worker. I love to work things to my best. I always try my best. And even in high school, if people are working for three hours, I love to work for four. Um, people, Thomas, know if at work I finish, people finish at four o'clock, but I like to continue working to six. And everything I did in my life, I always try really hard. I like to please people. And after many years later, when I become a Christian, I realize I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I love to, I don't like to do anything that uh, make people uncomfortable. And I like to do, um, I don't like to say no. Whatever people come to ask me, I always yes, yes, yes. So um, that also become a problem when I become a Christian in my old church. So whoever come to approach me for different roles or commitments, I always say yes even though that sometimes I'm overwhelmed or struggle. And when I'm looking back my teenager life or even in my early uh, Christian life, my schedule is always full of different roles, responsibilities and keep doing things. And again, because I think um, I love to get approval from people and I love to prove that I'm not useless. So I love to constantly doing things on my own. Uh, when I look back my early 20, I always um, love to take every responsibility on my own and I like to use my own wisdom and strength to push through. Even that sometimes I struggle deep inside me, but I just keep going without saying anything. So I know that it's the sense of insecurity and hurt inside me that I haven't dealt with at that time, so that I like to carry all the responsibility uh, on my own to prove to my dad or my stepmom that oh, they were wrong, I am capable. And unfortunately, at that time, because all the hurts and wounds inside my heart is not dealt, so um, it, it's still you know, a lot of insecurity uh, inside me. And I realized after many years I become a Christian, I never see the image that God has created me in. I never had the true values and worth about myself. And my turning point is when I was about uh, my first year of uni, I, go to, I went to University of Sydney doing my double degree. Um, and that was the first week at my first year of university. And I was looking for a classroom, a tutoring room, and I suddenly bumped into a one classroom with a group of students uh, at that time are Christians, were Christians. Um, they were having their welcoming, kind of welcoming evening event. Um, it's a Christian, it's called Chinese Christian Fellowship. And I just like, oh, okay, there will be a good opportunity for me to get to know people and make some connections in, um, you know, in my first week of uni. So uh, I just went along and uh, joined that fellowship at that time. And later on, obviously, that was my first time get to hear the gospel. And that was the first time that I get to know about Christianity. And later on, I was lucky enough that be invited to uh, one of the local church, which is uh, which was Thorny Baptist. And I start to settle in that church for twelve years before I came to Jewel. And um, I remember 
I become a Christian in one of the musical events at that church at that time. Um, at that event, the musical uh, is called the Evangel Evangelical, Evangelical event. Um, it's talking about the unconditional of God's love. And um, during that uh, musical or that performance, um, the pastor mentioned that, yeah, so we are all sinners. People are so limited. Even though that, um, you know, your parents, your spouse, your pets, your best friends, they are not reliable. Humans' love is fatuary and they can change from time to time. And even that the people that you really trust, even your parents, even someone really love you, they will fail you and they will not be there for you forever. And um, I think that message is really powerful because I never in my life that believe in unconditional love. I always see, you know, the family that I grew up with is full of condition. Again, come back to you, you know, I love to please my parents, to be a good daughter, to be a good student throughout my life. So I never think that if I'm not doing anything, God will still love me as who I am. So that message was really powerful to me. And I remember that um, they're talking about, you know, if you put your trust or you put your hope in people, uh, the pastor mentioned that they will disappoint you. They will uh, hurt you, even, you know, unconsciously. But if you put your trust in God, it always leads to hope. So um, it's really thankful that I converted uh, in that, uh, after that musical and I become a Christian. So um, I start to settle really well in my old church and I start to serve. And God is amazing. Throughout the years, he teach me a lot of you know, good lessons to trust him. But when I reflect about that journey in my first 10 years of Christian life, I do think that I have faith in Christ. But there's only one thing that I was really struggle with is letting control of my life. I do trust the law, but at the same time, it's the old pattern of doing things. I feel mm, maybe not the whole life. I give it to God for some part, some aspect of my life, but I still want to be controlling and keep doing things to, uh, you know, keep doing serving different ministry to, to please others or to get approval. And, um, but, God is really patient for me. He eventually to teach me that um, he doesn't want me or need me to do anything. And sometimes I don't need to work things out on my own. That he will actually love me, doesn't matter what I did or didn't do. And he already pleased with me, despite what I did or didn't. And he couldn't love me any more or less for, you know, by my uh, behavior or effort. So, and that gave me really uh, peace and then a uh, hope. Until um, I want to share a little incident that happened in 2018. So, 2018 was a very interesting or difficult year for me. That was the year that um, I think I was really worn out and overloaded. That was the year that I was heavily involved in different ministry in my old church. So um, just a little bit background. So I always served in church, but 2018 was the year that all my friends are having children or getting married. So because of lacking of people serving in the church, I was picked up you know, a lot of ministry at that year. 
And I can still remember, um, there's a voice tell me that, Vivian, you need to stop. Just stop doing things and spend more time with God. But just, no, it's okay. It fall back into the old patterns of doing things. I just, no, I'm, I can do it. Because people come to me, I don't want to say no. I just keep saying yes, yes to all the commitments. And I push through with bitterness until something happened. Uh, oh, before that, I just want to mention, uh, rather than, you know, like all the serving uh, in my personal life is busy with all the, you know, uh, wedding, not my wedding, someone's wedding, busy with weddings. And uh, was, I have a press student with me. And then Thomas and I was organizing an Asian trip at that time. So I feel like, oh, Lord, I don't know what can I do. I'm just so busy. But you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to do all I can and pick up all the responsibility and push through until something happened. So um, in 2018, um, there was an incident happened to me. Um, I Thomas and I was organizing an Asian trip to China. And then uh, during that overseas trip, I was tripped over at the Great Wall of China. And I hit my head. Did I say right? Head. Yeah, I hit my head, and then my head is uh, the forehead is split, and then I got fifteen stitches on my head, and I was my face is rolling, and my whole body was in pain. I was devastating because as a girl at that time I was looking at my face. Oh wow, what can I do when I was overseas? And then I remember that when I came back from China from overseas. And I end up with 15 stitches on my forehead and my whole face and nose were swollen. And my friend used to joke about even they see me on the street, they cannot recognize me because it's just so bad. And then my white arm got uh, three stitches and then it got infected. I still remember when I came back from China, one of my, uh, at that time, my head of secondary uh, took me to the medical center at Wells Hill. And then um, one of the little child, she saw my face and then she cried. That was to me, because I'm a teacher, by the way, I was always with kids throughout my whole life. That little kid, that's how scary I was looking, looked like. I think my face must be so horrible at that time. And a little girl saw me and then she went away to her mom and she started to cry. And then I was telling my head of secondary, because I don't have a mirror with me, I said, do I look really bad? And then my head of secondary looking at me, uh, yeah. and I would just feel like, oh, I need to see children all the time. It hurt me deeply. So, um, it's always in my mind that at that time I was really lost. I don't know what to do. And I couldn't do anything during the, the injury time. I couldn't try to work because I, I think I have mild concussion because I hit the head. And then my whole body was in pain. I couldn't do much and I, can't, I couldn't serve. I couldn't go to church and I couldn't even cook myself. <clears throat> And I remember that I was so lost and in despair. And I need to see the counsellor at that time. And I remember my counsellor was telling me that you are, in, uh, you are experiencing a trauma. So I couldn't sleep. I will wake up in the middle of the night and I start to cry. That was the year I never angry at the Lord. 
But that was the year I was wake up at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. And I look, I'm looking at myself, just like, why? Why would that happen to me again? I didn't do anything wrong. I serve you and I love you and I put my trust in you. Why would that happen? And at that time, I'm looking at my, my 15 stitches scar. I just like, I don't even know I will ever heal. So my mom will tell me that, oh, you know, you may not ever, you know, no one will like you. You know, you look so ugly. I just like, that's not the right time to say that. And I, I remember I really laid down because I can't do anything if you know, someone has experienced sickness. No matter how hard you try, at that moment, you just couldn't do anything. You feel helpless, and I feel lost. And, but God is really good, gracious to me. Um, that was the time that I felt He's really with me. His peace is poured over me, and I felt that I was deeply connected to the law, that He tell me that, be still and know that I am the Lord, I am your God. And that experience changed me a lot. And I kind of realized later on, I think it's a blessing in disguise. It was in the midst of my pain and hurt, and in those moments of helplessness, I really felt that his presence. And as I spent time with him, and he taught me that um, I have a lot of fear and undealt wood inside me that I haven't dealt and I have been covered up for many, many years about those hurt and insecurity. It was the time to open up. It was the time to deal with those hurt and those unseen wood before the law. And I kind of feel that it's time to stop what I need to do. But I just want to, I tell myself, you know, maybe time to stop for at least one year, not doing any serving, not doing anything. I just enjoy the presence of the Lord and stop and just enjoy, you know, spend time in prayers and worship. And like I said before, um, I think God knows me really well. I don't like to stop and I don't like messiness. And um, God knows me really well. If he doesn't use that incident, I will not choose to stop what I'm doing. And I just fall back into the old pattern of life to keep doing things and to, you know, getting approval from others and the law. And I feel that the, the process of healing is amazing because many people said that, you know, you couldn't see the scar. But I don't think it's the physical healing that I have been through. It's more like I actually laid down before the law. And then I said, law, you know what? I can only trust you. And um, I don't have any family here at that time. I think I see the counsellor. Counsellor mentioned something really um, deep to my heart. It was at that time, all my friends were getting married and have their children. And then I was alone by myself. And I don't have family here with me. And all in a sudden, I'm just like, oh, wow, I'm such a failure. I'm so lost because... You know, why? Everyone have a family. And I just want to long for a family, but God doesn't give me one. I was devastating at that time. And I asked him the Lord, I was confused. And that's why I get angry. I just, Lord, why? Why would that happen to me? But God is really patient. He was keep telling me that once you learn to trust me and see how I heal you from the within, and to be honest with you, the healing process was really messy. It was uncomfortable. 
and it wasn't easy at all. But that's where the transformation began. And I really feel that um, God's comfort and he was so close to me. And I learned that at that moment. God, in the pain or in the midst of sufferings, he, he, God's purpose may be not necessary to stop the pain. Or his purpose, not necessary, just, you know, the first response is not to, um, you know, take the pain or suffering away from me. He was doing something else. He meeting me in the midst of suffering. He is actually draw close to me and tell me that I am your Lord and you have me is enough. And... Um, I do see that incident that happened have a good purpose to restore my heart and transform my those hurt you know inside me, and I feel that the keys of peace is not the absence of problem, it's not the absence of suffering or hardship. The peace, to, the key to the peace, is resting in who God is, and knowing that no matter what we are going through, what we have been through. And in the future, what is going to come my way? He is always the, the God that I can trust. So today when I look back to that incident and those scars, I'm not talking about only physical scars, but you know, all the hurt and inner security. I always think that um, God's love and mercy is so profound. And then um, I realized that people said that time will heal. And I think sometimes it's not necessarily true. Time will not heal, but God will. And I can only experience the transformation in Him and through Him. And as the later on, as I spend a lot of time, you know, quiet, spend time with Christ and prayers and worship, and I start to realize um, He set my heart free. Um, I don't need to afraid of my future because he know and he see. And that is really powerful to me because I feel that because my childhood, my teenager years, I never be seen by my parents. So that's why I work hard. I try to prove. But God said that, you know what? I see every experience that you've been through and I understand. And of course he does because Jesus, you know, he himself went through the sufferings and pain himself. So I'm sure that he will understand. And I start to learn to um, let put everything into him and see how he provide me uh, throughout the years. And I start to stop and prioritize my life and then I stop all the busy doing and step away from the stage from my old church and I spend a lot of time just doing nothing and meditating in him and I also amazed how many breakthroughs and how many lessons he uh, teach me once I learn to give up my own agenda and once I learn to give up my plans he just, you know, all the things that make sense. Because I was confused at that time. Like, everything doesn't make sense. All my, all my plans fall apart. But sometimes your plan needs to be fall apart to let his plan to unfold. So, um, yeah. So I learned to trust him. And then um, the one of the most important lessons is I learned to stop um, taking the control of my life. So, um Again, I, I think I did mention that 
letting letting go of control is always a difficult lesson for me because I don't have secure that I can handle everything if I'm not doing anything, just let God to do it. But later on, God tell me that the real faith is not the result of work or human effort, but should be the fruit of surrender and obedience. If you take the obedience step and then see what I do in your life, and then you will be amazed. So um, the peace of mind and faith should not come from what I do or based on my human effort or that uh, what I do or what I say in front of people. And then I think the real peace should be the fruit of surrender that I obey what the Lord tell me to do. And after that incident, I start to realize um, a lot of things I still do not understand, but I think I learned to realize I don't necessarily have to have the answer for everything, but I trust in the one that who has all the answers. I don't need to figure out everything on my own. I don't need to worry about tomorrow, or I don't need to you know, use my own strength to figure it out what is God is trying to do in my life, because I have no control of other people or my circumstances. And I start to stop jealousy, jealous about what other people have. I didn't mention, I feel one of the bitterness I felt is during my uh, injury. I was telling my counsellor, when other side of people are celebrating life and marriage, and I was, I was, at that time, I was trapped. I feel myself got trapped into those hurt, those you know, pain and that kind of thing. And I start to compare my life with other people. That's why I was really upset. But God teach me to shift the focus on that and I start to focus on God's promises and then I start to see that He has a plan for me. And then the plan is to prosper me and not to harm me. And He give me peace and a future. And then after that, so I learned to, you know, relax in faith and start to take my hands off the driving wheel and let Him to drive. And I just be the passenger and let's you know, see what God lead me in the future. So um, I hope that is a big encouragement to you that no matter what we have been through or what the past is, uh, we can actually lay down all the worries or our anxiety, our future, our uncertainty, all those things we can lay down before the law and let him to take care of it. Um, when we learn to trust him, that I think God will use his way, maybe not necessarily the way that I want or the path that I want, but he will always take us through it. And last word that I feel this morning when I pray, I feel that I used to think that, oh, I'm always alone by myself in Sydney. But God tell me that you're never alone. I will always with you. You are not been through all those situations by yourself. I was with you. I've been through that together with you. Can't you just see I was always there? And so, yeah, that gave me really a peace of mind. And uh, it's a big transformation for my heart. So thank you for listening to my sharing. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.